South Korea showed the steepest monthly job losses in April in more than two decades, uh, going back to the IMF crisis, the 1998 Asian financial crisis. So this uh, job loss has affected people of all ages, but statistics do show that younger job seekers were hit especially hard. So we're going to find out more about the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic on the labor markets. And we're very pleased to be joined on the line by Dr. t r e j i a n ruling Democratic Party international spokeswoman and former World Bank senior economist. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Dr. Tre. Thank you very much uh, for uh, joining us. Uh, I must say that I was uh, following your election race uh, in a difficult seat in uh, Busan quite closely. I enjoyed your uh, appearances on uh, Das Beda and p a k s i y o n g Noon, and I was uh, really uh, hoping for a good outcome. And I know that you've had some, uh, uh, you had to deal with some media hype uh, with the, the, the weird issue with the uh, party registration. But I'm very glad that you could uh, join us this morning, and hopefully we can get some uh, good analysis uh, from you going forward. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, let's get back to uh, your area of expertise, which obviously is uh, the economy. How bad right now is the uh, job situation, uh, both globally and domestically? Are we looking at uh, unprecedented job losses right now? Uh, Yeah, the COVID-19 pandemic has delivered unprecedented shocks to global labor market. Uh, As you know, in the United States, the unemployment rate increased to around 15% in April. up from 4.4% in March, which is the highest level since 1940s. Uh, In case of South Korea, the number of employed people decreased by almost 2 million from the previous year. By industry, service jobs dropped the most due to weak hotels, restaurants, and education services. By employment status, temporary and daily labor jobs fell at a faster rate. The number of jobless people was well above those during the 2008 global financial crisis, as you described. Yeah, so it's a bad situation, and uh, we are seeing that uh, it's difficult here in Korea. We have to take things relatively speaking, because over in the U.S., we're talking about job losses that are staggering. Uh, For example, I think uh, close to now uh, 40 million people out of work there, which is almost the the entire population of South Korea. That being said, uh, looking at the numbers here in Korea, uh, people in their 20s seem to be hit the hardest during the uh, pandemic, and uh, the uh, ILO, the International Labor Organization, even addressing the current uh, situation for youth job seekers as uh, the uh, so-called lockdown generation. But uh, we've been talking about youth unemployment uh, here in Korea for for many, many years and how it is always a problem. Can you just uh, help us understand what are the long-term problems with uh, Korea and youth unemployment? Sure, yeah. First of all, the rise of the youth unemployment rate is true, not only in Korea, but also in other countries. Even before the disease emerged in December 2019, youth unemployment was worse than it was during the 2008 global economic crisis. The ILO estimated that there were around 267 million young people not in employment, education, or training worldwide last year. The COVID-19 pandemic is having a further impact on youth unemployment worldwide, with more than one in six young people forced to stop working since the outbreak began. This lockdown generation could lead to a lost generation who face permanent exclusion from the labor market. Empirical evidence shows that entering the labor market during a recession 
can negatively affect young people's labor market outcomes for a decade or longer. This means as the world recovers from the pandemic, a lot of young people are going to be left behind. So it can damage all our future and make it much more difficult to rebuild a post-COVID economy around the world. This could further lead to a social unrest, as we have seen in countries like Tunisia throughout the Arab Spring in 2011, that youth unemployment led to a social tension and turmoil. So this lockdown generation of young workers will need extra help after COVID-19. Yeah, it's an important point because uh, when you have disaffected youth who all they want basically is just to be able to make a living, uh, earn money uh, and provide for themselves and hopefully uh, maybe provide for a family going forward. And if they cannot do that, uh, that leads to that social unrest, as you're pointing out with the Arab Spring and and uh, the youth in, in Tunisia. Uh, how do you do this? We have to create jobs. Uh, there are various ways. You can uh, rely on the private sector to uh, try to invest and uh, create more of these jobs. You can have the government to use fiscal measures, other policies to try to create jobs. Uh, here in South Korea, uh, there have always been continuous efforts to try to uh, address the issue of youth unemployment, maybe more private sector driven in previous conservative administrations. Um, Some critics are saying, though, that uh, a lot of the jobs being created are kind of in light of this uh, gig economy, right? Uh, Irregular worker jobs, short-term jobs, uh, low-paying, low-quality. We know that uh, South Korea, among OECD nations, among nations all over the world, have a much, much, much higher rate of college uh, graduates uh, among their youth, which then implies that uh, a lot of these jobs uh, for those youth are not deemed to be um, suitable. And so that creates another dilemma with all these uh, college-educated uh, young people trying to enter the workforce. Uh, can we really say that these jobs are uh, appropriate measures um, in terms of addressing youth unemployment? Well, yeah. Uh, well, Korea's ongoing stimulus measures focusing on sustaining existing employment while minimizing the negative impact of COVID-19 on employment, including the youth. These are crucial and short-term measures during the crisis situation. Meanwhile, for the medium and long-term measures, the government should be focusing on creating and protecting employment. So a recently introduced Korean New Deal aims to create new jobs in new sector. Uh, this initial suggestion for the Korean New Deal include investing in data infrastructure such as AI and 5G. And these sectors are new and innovative and will create more jobs for the youth if they are more familiar with the new types of digital skills. So uh, this uh, Korean New Deal emphasizes the necessary collaboration between public and private sectors and focusing on a, a few large-scale projects. So at the same time, these efforts should be accompanied by comprehensive measures to improve business environment. As you mentioned, that uh, investment from the private sector is necessary for the long-term high-quality uh, uh, high job growth. Uh, at the same time, for the long-term perspective, a country's growth uh, rely on private sector growth, and particularly the pro- productivity-driven uh, one. Well, 
the uh, Green New Deal uh, would show promise in terms of, as you say, uh, the new technologies, uh, the new way of working that is maybe more suited to the younger generation than it is to the older generation. So the younger generation, if you typically think of the service industries or manufacturing, those kind of jobs are uh, in the reality of a developed country like Korea uh, getting uh, more and more scarce, especially uh, with manufacturing. Uh, So uh, the idea of creating these new industries um, seems like a really good long-term plan. There's always a philosophical argument against uh, among economists, right? Uh, Whether you are more of a laissez-faire economist or maybe you lean towards more uh, a Keynesian type of approach where the government should have a stronger role. So uh, the other side of the argument, Dr. Choi, is always that uh, these economists point out that the uh, fostering of industries, creating jobs just like the uh, Green New Deal, but uh, it really relies on the uh, largesse of the government uh, the fiscal expansion, that uh, that is limited in its nature. And so it's not the right way to go. And that we should be more and more reliant on perhaps the chebos and the conglomerates uh, businesses uh, that uh, the government should try to induce or entice them to expand uh, corporate investment. It doesn't seem like it's been working for the past uh, 10 years. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I think we have to separate two things. Uh, first, uh, one is a more short-term uh, measure. Uh, as this is not a time for business as usual. Mm. As COVID-19 spreads, the government uses various policy options to minimize the negative impacts on economy, including uh, the impact on employment, which are absolutely necessary during the crisis like this one. So all about the fiscal expansionary policy, uh, about uh, crisis management. But at the same time, for the medium and longer term, as you described, the government should focus on rather creating new jobs in private sectors. So uh, Korean New Deal could be only one of the examples, but this is more a fundamental question about Korean economic structure and the labor market composition. But at the same time, the government should also consider uh, protecting those who lost their job uh, throughout the transition. And currently, the government considers setting up more inclusive safety net. In fact, we observed that workers in special employment types and freelancers hit hardest by COVID-19 outbreak. A lot of them are young workers. It is necessary to expand unemployment benefits and resolve the blind spot for unemployment. I welcome ongoing discussion about universal employment insurance and suggest that the current employment insurance should expand its beneficiary to cover all Korean citizens. Well, uh, you have been providing us uh, this uh, economic expertise because you are a former World Bank senior economist, but right now you're also the ruling Democratic Party international uh, spokeswoman. This uh, recent election, mass uh, victory for the ruling party, uh, 177 seats and uh, the government. So those are all good news if you support the government and the ruling party, but it also comes with the concerns that now uh, the entire responsibility falls on the government and the ruling party, and it's going to be difficult to blame the opposition, especially with these very challenging uh, economic uh, hurdles to overcome during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So all eyes uh, will be on the ruling party uh, as they try to create legislation that can help people. In terms of the um, economic analysis, though, Dr. Trey, what is your expectation as to when the South Korean economy will be uh, back on track and whether we can uh, enjoy that uh, steady economic growth again? Well, uh, we have a negative, uh, we have an expectation of a negative growth for this year. However, uh, this uh, uh, the growth rate is still highest among uh, 
60, 36th OECD countries, which is uh, really surprising that other countries are doing a lot worse than South Korea today. Mm. So some institutions anticipate that the growth will recover from the next quarter, as we are experiencing the lowest point at the moment. For instance, IMF predicts that the Korean economy could grow by 3.4% in 2021. However, this prediction is only true if the pandemic would fade uh, in uh, the next uh, from the next half of the year, and also uh, not only in Korea but also in other major economies, there is extreme uncertainty around the growth forecast around the globe, as it depends on the pathway of the pandemic, the efficacy of containment effort, the extent of supply disruption, and global financial market conditions, and among many others. At the same time, there are growing tensions between the U.S. and China which could further affect the global growth. Therefore, when the South Korean economy will be back on track is actually uh, quite uncertain. These are highly uncertain, challenging times for the global economy and Korea. New normal could be different from what we used to know. Uh, the structure of the economy and the composition of the labor market will be changed after the COVID-19 outbreak. And uh, uh, unfortunately, the inequality could be rising. So uh, I want to conclude that uh, by pointing out the importance of multilateral cooperation uh, today, which is essential to overcome the effects of the pandemic, including to help to slow the speed of the virus and to help the develop a vaccine to counter the disease, but also to avoid unnecessary barriers of trade and uh, economy. Well, we'll hope that uh, that indeed becomes the case. Dr. Trejian, thank you very much for joining us and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you.